eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Houts. It is officially Buffalo Bills Week, and you better check your pulse if you're not fired up. Welcome to another edition of another Dolphins podcast. And we had to come back. If the Dolphins are going to score 10 touchdowns in one game, Josh, I thought it'd be fair for us to come back. I don't know if we're going to do 10 podcasts, but we're going to try our hardest, and we're going to get pretty close. How you doing today? Doing good, man. I mean, this is the last um, probably pod we're going to do before we turn the page right ahead to – the Buffalo Bills and, um, you know, Brian Cox giving the double birds. It's that type of week. But, yeah, we had to come on here, man, and talk about this game because um, you see it on Twitter. You see it all over the the news, you know, all over TV. It was a historic day for the Dolphins. So I'm doing great, man. How are you? Doing good, doing good. Tuesday is in the books. We will be back tomorrow with Merrick. I wanted to say that at the top. But this feed's going to have shows all throughout the week. So if you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button. Um, it helps you keep updated when the show's coming, and it helps others find the show. So it's a win-win for everyone. It sounds like a Miami Dolphins game. Josh, I thought it'd be a good opportunity, a good spot to um maybe go back and forth and volley some stats, just because these last few days, obviously, we do a podcast, but we consume all the media as well. So we've compiled a few stats here, and I thought it'd be fun to take a minute or two to kind of just throw out just how fantastic the Miami Dolphins have been through three weeks. So Josh, how about this? Miami Dolphins quarterback, Tua Tungvaloa, has won 10 straight games against Super Bowl winning coaches. Yeah, man. They were talking about that throughout the week. I think he was, what, I guess 9-0 and heading into this one, and no one has ever done it. And he went up there and put a beating on Sean Payton, had his has him questioning, you know, his entire existence. So um, Tua Tungvaloa is breaking every record this year, man, and it's just something we love to see. You got one for me? All right, yeah, this is just a game, but um, I'm just going to throw out a couple of these that I'm sure we've all heard of, and then you can go back because I have, what, 13 uh, records of Dolphins broke or tied on Sunday in that 70. So uh, most points in the game, 70. Most touchdowns in the game, 10. Most total yards in the game, 726. Most rushing yards in the game, 350. Most points scored in the second half, 35. Most PATs in a game, 
10. I'll throw those out there, Jake, because I have uh, another, what, six or seven to do. But, I mean, dude, it's just crazy that, you know, uh, man, we've been a fan of, so, of mediocrity for so many years and, you know, that they're shattering these records that have been around since the, the team was first, you know, first existed. It's just crazy that that's how good the Dolphins are playing right now. So um, had to throw those out there because that's incredible. The Denver Broncos reading their quotes after the game were so fantastic fantastic there were players who were just like devastated uh, just the will was absolutely broken and then you have sean payton coming out just yelling at reporters which i absolutely love I, I hope you got to see that too and you know he was asked about being in a situation like this and he made a point to say well i've been on the other side of it well sean payton you haven't because it happened in the 1960s the last time a, a team put up a 70 burger even though i'm sure sean payton has a bunch of film of the i think it's the new york yanks they were i i don't know if uh they're from New York, but we're going to say Yanks just because it makes sense. Josh, the last time a team put up 70 points, it cost $3 to go to a Miami Dolphins game. You ready to buy your season tickets? Oh, absolutely. I, I would be all over that, man. $3? You can't even get a, um, you know, a happy meal for $3. So that that's incredible, man. I, I want to go back to days like that. Or maybe not, because that means the Dolphins are probably pretty bad, right? <laughs> well, we'd be... We'd, we know that an undefeated season is coming, which is pretty exciting. Um, but we'd also know that after 73, that they're going to be really close and, and flirt with the Super Bowl for about 15 years. But they'll end up like that middle school kid who just couldn't get their date to say yes to the dance. Joshua, Miami's guards and center have combined for two total pressures this year in general. Quarterback Tua Tagovailoa has been sacked once. How on earth can a defense keep up with an offense that decides not only we're going to get the ball out quick, we're going to throw it down the field farther than that on the other team. Those things just, the math equation just doesn't make sense. It doesn't. And I mean, we love talking about video game offenses and, you know, different things like that. But this is legitimately a video game offense. I don't know how you can even plan to try to stop this thing. And I mean, we'll see the way these defenses change up their game plan as the season progresses. But right now, no one has an answer for it. You mentioned Tua Tumbelow getting that ball out record time. I just love seeing all those graphs that I don't fully understand going around with the different charts, with like all the different quarterbacks. And you just see right because he's that far above and superior than everyone or on the far left like all the way to the top because the ball is coming out that fast but also you know the uh route and the depth is you know so much further downfield like you mentioned so dude everything is just working so well and we got to remember it's only week three but dude this is the best start to a season that we could have imagined since we are talking about top right tua since 1999 when epa per drop back was charted. Tua has the highest EPA per dropback through three games. 2022 version of Tua Tungvalu is actually ninth. And also, if you're wondering if the Dolphins, if you haven't figured out yet, if the Dolphins have a good offense, both the Buffalo and Bills have punted a league low five times. I'm not going to get super sassy about the Bills, but I'm going to tell you this. The difference between the Dolphins and the Bills has to do with turnovers. I'll let you figure out the rest. Yeah, yeah, you could you could say it. Is Josh Allen a turnover machine still? Is that what you're trying to get at? Hitting that a little bit? Kind of what the numbers, uh, that's what the numbers would like to suggest so far. Numbers don't lie. Speaking of numbers, Jake, I guess those first ones I rattled off were all the team records. Now on to individual records. Most touchdowns in a game by a rookie, Devon A-Chain with the four. Most points scored in a game, 24 by Raheem Mostert and Devon A-Chain. Most touchdowns in a game, four by Raheem Mostert and Devon A-Chain. Most rushing yards in a game, um, Devon A.H.A. in most passing yards through three games in Dolphins history. Two, it's kind of a low with 1,024. Most receiving yards through three games, 412 for Tyree Kill. Most PATs in a game, Jason Sanders. 
historical day, man. Historical day, historical start to the season, and it could not be any better right now. I never thought that going into week th- or post week three, we'd be sitting here and saying Jason Sanders had a historical day and feel good about it whatsoever. But I guess when you you know it's attached to ten touchdowns, that's exactly how you might be feeling. Uh, man, you've been posting the cutups on Twitter at Howitz. Go ahead and check those out. Um, when you see someone like Devon Eight Chain just run the football, catch the football, touch the football, anywhere near the football. What do you see on the film? Because I think there's one picture going around uh, that has, I think it's up up top, there's Robert Hunt just putting out a mean pancake. And then there's like seven, like just Denver Bronco players just laying on the ground, like distraught. And then there's Devon H and running away. So man, as you've watched this film a few times, what, what is him looking, what does him running the football look like to you? Yeah, I mean, it looked like something I'm going to make a reference that I don't truly quite know, but it looked like the juggernaut, right? Just ran through that entire defense with just laying, you know, wrecking havoc and leaving a waste of bodies behind him. I mean, Jake, I tweeted out today because I went back to it and thought about our Pokemon comps. And I had this guy as Alakazam because I said it looked like he teleported across the field because he was so fast. So um, we heard the the comps, I think player profiler and some other things comped him to Chris Johnson. So I'm not going to sit here and say he's playing like Chris Johnson, but you can see some of that explosiveness. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he, he, he really is when we're sitting here talking about all these records he's shattered. And so, um, I mean, it just makes you wonder, and we'll talk about a little bit more tomorrow with Merrick because he just wants to get that egg all over my face for bringing up the running back thing. But it makes you wonder why the Dolphins were so, you know, adamant about trying to bring in a Dalvin Cook, why they were, you know, interested in DeAndre Swift at one point, trading for Jonathan Taylor and getting ready to pay him the bag when you had these type of backs on your roster. I mean, um, so what I see out Devon A. Chain is a special, special player, and I don't know how you move forward without getting him out there on the field because, I mean, Jake, he, he out had more rushing yards than Raheem Mostert. He looks more – I mean, Raheem Mostert's explosive, but A-Chain brings a different dynamic, it seems. So um, great problem to have, and I love the way Mike McDaniel's scheming things up, getting them both out there on the field. How do defenses go against this? I mean, especially when you got an offensive line that's working good. So great player. Love what I'm seeing out of this offense. And, again, we used to dream and pray of days like this. I'm sitting here smiling like an idiot, just thinking about, hey, the Dolphins have a good offensive line. We're praising an offensive line. Uh, Josh, what's what's this process been like? Because I've been having a hard time, I don't want to say digesting everything that's happened, but just being that Dolphins fan and always like, you'll be talking to your friends at a party or something, and you'll be able to like sprinkle in a couple Dolphin stats that make you sound a little excited about the team. This is a team, man, where Tua is this Favorite to win the MVP. The Dolphins are 3-0. and They're one of three undefeated teams in the league, and they just put up 70 points. How on earth are you dealing with the idea of not only are the Dolphins good and like, hey, we can talk to people about, hey, they're good. We can get up in people's face about how obnoxiously awesome the Dolphins have been for three games. I've never, never will be part of something like that again. It's been insane to feel. Yeah, man. And I mean, it it just makes you wonder how these other teams have been going through this. I mean, how many the Eagles? I mean, all their fans are always talking about, you know, they're bummed out because they didn't win the Super Bowl. It's like, dude, you guys had all these playoff appearances. You've had the success for the better part of 20 years. So um, it feels great. I'll be honest, though. I'm not sitting here truly rubbing it in people's faces quite yet because I don't know if it's just the same old Dolphins fan in me or the guy that realizes it's week three and would rather just let all your friends text you and tell you like, holy shit, man, Devon A-Chain, are you serious? Your team's so good. 70 points, you know, that offense, this and that. I'd rather them hype it up right now and i'm kind of just sitting back and kind of enjoying it even on twitter i'm not really you know taking a victory lap or anything because we know how quickly things change but um again man i never imagined days like this you know and this does definitely remind you of those days with marino and how talented that offense was back then it was just 
so great, man. I mean, they can go out there and score at will. We used to like, you know, chip away at those uh, the ten yards to get a first down, and now the Dolphins will just go out there and it'll be like third and nineteen, and they'll they'll convert like it's nothing, and you'll see Tyreek Hill running wide open. It's just um, great to be a part of it. And I got to ask you, Jake, the greatest show on surf is that what people are trying to go with? What are your thoughts on that one? Greatest show on surf. I like. There was something about the Legion of Zoom. I don't know if that's something that's already kind of um, been taken, but I, I like the Legion of Zoom too. Um, dude, I'm on board with either, and I don't know. Ten touchdowns. I've had to throw it in a couple people's faces. I got blocked by Pete Prisco uh, on Twitter. I he's someone who blocks everyone, so you know what's coming. You just have to make sure you hit a you make contact on the hit and make sure you get a good one that's worth the block. He dude, he said I, something ignorant about Tua though, right? Didn't he like double down that they made the, like they took the wrong quarterback or something? Is that what you responded to? I, I can't remember. He said that, and then he was like, "Remember when the Dolphins wanted a running back?" Or to trade for a running back and, and something too like i'm not trying to be like a i've never had a conversation with chris Greer. i'm not a mouthpiece for the miami dolphins there's a big part of me that does wonder what were the dolphins offering there is a real shot that all these deals were peanuts just here's a dart here's a dart oh you want to get rid of uh, deandre swift we know that running backs in the league don't matter how about a seventh how about a conditional seventh round pick that's how i kind of felt those conversations went so with someone like pete prisco who comes out and says the Jaguars are going to win the Super Bowl. I know football better than everybody else. And you have the Jaguars, well, being the Jaguars, I'm going to I'm gonna take a shot. And there are people coming out and saying that Justin Herbert would be having the same success with the Dolphins. One, of the turntables, first of all. Two, it doesn't matter. Your quarterback just put up 70 points. It doesn't matter who else would be doing what. What else matters? Your quarterback, your team just put up 70 points. There's there's no other conversation to be had. There's no doubt. There's no concern. You're just awesome. Yeah, and I mean, let's be honest. Tua is the perfect quarterback for this offense. I don't want to say that, you know, we can have the argument between Herbert and Tua until we're blue in the face, but they're two different quarterbacks that do two different things. This offense is perfect for what Tua does. And, um, um, yeah, I think you're right with the whole running back thing. I think Chris Greer, you know, maybe saw an opportunity to get a player that was talented to add to this roster for a, a reasonable price and wanted to go with it. But I still keep going back to that Jonathan Taylor deal and just wondering what they were going to offer. And then just, again, that contract, they're willing to pay him um, from the sounds of it, making him one of the highest paid running backs. So whatever it is, nobody cares. We got Raheem Mostert leading the league in rushing touchdowns. Devon A. Chain doing what he's doing. Um, it feels good to be a Dolphins fan. Being Bills week, breaking news, the injury report does not come out till Wednesdays. But Josh, I wanted to get your vibes on a couple injuries here before we take off. The thing that's blowing everyone's mind, if you haven't seen Skip Bayless's reaction to hearing that Jalen Waddle was not active for Sunday's game, dude, he looks like his entire world was just tossed upside down. So Waddle not only was inactive on Sunday, but he's actually still in concussion protocol. This is what Mike McDaniel had to say on Monday. He said that he's in protocol, but will progress through the through that, and we're very optimistic in how he's feeling. Just worry about him getting right, and that should take care of itself very soon. We saw him, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, I think he was up on the field for the game, jumping up and down, jazzed up after the win. Um, seems pretty positive. I think we kind of felt Jalen Waddle was leaning in the right direction, but might still get held out to be safe on Sunday. So knowing all that, Josh, where does that leave you for this upcoming Sunday against the Buffalo Bills? Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll wait and see. I think the biggest thing is the Dolphins, again, with the past history, with the concussion protocols and things like that, they're going to take this thing 
as safely as possible. And after you just scored 70 points without him, I mean, you can kind of, you know, bring him back at a steady pace. But, you know, Jalen Waddle wants to be out there for this matchup against Buffalo Bills. You know, this offense could um, use him out there. So I do think he's more closer to playing than some of these other guys. I think the one that really stood out and got me the queasiest and something we talked about the last the end of that last game was the Connor Williams injury and Liam Eikenberg coming in there. Um, I guess I thought maybe Connor Williams came back in the game. It sounds like um, he's still banged up. So, dude, Liam Eikenberg against the Buffalo Bills, Ed Oliver, that defensive line, that that makes me a little bit queasy. So um, that would be the injury that we're obviously keeping the biggest eye on. What were your thoughts when you saw that? And um, what other injuries really stood out to you on that um, early report? I think it was just basically Mike McDaniel just coming out. And River Craycraft, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, he's out um, for an extended period of time, it sounded like. It made – Mike McDaniel made it sound like he didn't have an exact timetable when he'd come back. So maybe we see more Robbie Chosen moving forward. Uh-oh. Hey, man, I got to say, if Robbie Chosen's going to keep blocking like he did on Sunday, he ain't going to be out there too long. I ain't trying to hate, but uh, the, he he kind of – there were some times where his um, energy level didn't really look like where it had to be, but he did score the touchdown. He's on that Teddy to... Bridgewater energy level. He's doing uh, – yeah, they're like smoking that, hookahs huh? together. <laughs> Connor Williams, it was like early in the third quarter. There was about nine minutes. It was on one of the big runs. Um, if you're watching the game film, you actually see Connor Williams. Nobody's really around him. I think he falls over and, and just kind of sits there. I think what you, as a certified doctor and a certified body language expert, I was kind of under the impression that he might have pulled something, realized that the play wasn't really happening near him, and, oh, I can fall over and I don't need to overextend anymore, and then get me out of the game just to be safe. Mike McDaniel said that one seems day-to-day. You, I obviously like to take the positive approach on things. Seeing someone fall down when nobody's around them is very super concerning. Uh, but I kind of take it as maybe we're being a little extra cautious. He, cautious. he felt like he tweaked something, and uh, we're just going to kind of wait and see. River Craycraft, Josh, I just wanted to look that one up for you real quick. McDaniel said he doesn't know how long it will be. I think at this point, my immediate reaction, I would be surprised if it's definitely not a day-to-day thing. Uh, but we'll continue to get feedback. Yeah, man, that sounds like it could be a couple-week thing. So um, concern level of those three, I think Jalen Jalen Waddle. I I'll tell you right now, man, if he's active and he's cleared by like Wednesday or Thursday, Jalen Waddle leads the Miami Dolphins in receptions and touchdowns on Sunday against the Buffalo Bills. He has his coming out party. The fact the Dolphins have gone three games and he has yet to score a touchdown it absolutely blows my mind. And I think there might be something to the idea of hey. We have Selvan Ahmed having a big role. Devon Achan's going bananas. Let's save Jalen Waddle. Let's have his coming out party be the Buffalo Bills. That, to me, sounds like a great story. Connor Williams day-to-day. Then beneath that is River Craycraft, who it does seem like that's someone we're really going to have to wait till that first injury report on Wednesday to have an idea for. And, Josh, one more player I wanted to mention was Jalen Phillips, who missed the Patriots game with a back injury. He actually ended up leaving the game um, on Sunday, but... It's another scenario where you're up 35, what, seven at halftime, whatever it was, and uh, they decided to play it safe with Jalen Phillips, and he sounds like another day-to-day type person. Yeah, and that's kind of – um. once you said that, I kind of realized that's probably why Connor Williams wasn't back out there, right? I mean, they were already up pretty significantly. So um, I, I guess that would be the one that we got to really keep an eye on. Um, I haven't really been watching the pressers as much as I normally do. I kind of miss them, don't really know when they're going off. But I did read that River Craycraft comment. It just translating that, I mean, it just sounds like he's not expecting him back anytime soon. So, um, yeah, I would love to see Jalen Waddle come out in this one, right? I mean, that would be amazing. I think even, you know, 
for as pessimistic as I am, I feel confident in what this offense can do against Buffalo. I'm just worried about what the Dolphins, de- which defense we're going to see step up, right? I mean, they looked really good last week. Is that defense going to be able to go toe-to-toe with um, Josh Allen and that Buffalo Bills offense? I mean, um, we'll talk about that more throughout the week, but it's um, awesome to be in this situation, right, Jake, with the Jalen Phillips or uh, Brian Cox middle finger um, week coming up, 3-0 and heading into Buffalo not going to be too cold like we're uh, used to. So hopefully we get Jalen Phillips back. I mean, that was a guy who we expect a lot from banged up these last few weeks. So uh, we'll see how everything works out. But when you just put up 70 points, still won games despite all these injuries. Oh, man, when the Dolphins get healthy, the whole world better watch out. The vibes are high. Uh, we had an awesome weekend in terms of numbers. So I just kind of want to run through what we do real quick before we take off here. We release three flagship shows every week, a game recap, a game preview, and our Wednesdays with Merrick. When we release those shows, not only do we release the show, but we break them down into little clips. So if you only have a couple minutes to listen to some, or I guess I should say to get your dolphins filled, go ahead and check those out. Otherwise, you can also find those larger shows on YouTube. 560 WQAM on YouTube. Be sure to check those out where you can see Josh's beautiful flowing hair. And then throughout the week, too, you will see little episodes sprinkled in. We have Brian Cat, We have Dustin Godin. Joshua and I doing this um, injury update here. We are going to keep things rolling all throughout the season. So wherever you get your podcast, wherever you're digesting your Dolphins content, one, how awesome is it to be 3-0? and And number two, please hit that subscribe button. Please leave a comment, review. That stuff helps others find the show. And been helping us a lot lately so we appreciate all you out there but that is it that is all the time we have for another dolphins podcast we will talk to you next time and most importantly fins up fins up fins up